Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Monday, July 5th, 2021. Our bit today is taken from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And that says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. How goes it this Monday morning, friends? As sickness, strife, economic anxiety, natural disasters, and numerous controversies rage around our world. Eh? I don't know if our world has ever been in such turmoil on so many fronts at the same time, in basically a time of peace. Everybody seems to be displeased and up in arms about something, and everybody believes that their individual cause is right and just and needs immediate atten- remedial at- action. Dear friends, all of us need our problems to be fixed right away. Ah, Lord, eh? <laughs> the good Lord must be sitting in his high heaven, sadly shaking his head, because he knows that many of our problems could be solved by simply turning back to him and his righteous and holy ways. Yes, friends, plenty of what's wrong with our world can be directly traced to willful sin and disobedience to God's word, stemming from things like foolish pride and the unwise mindset that we have no need or use for God in our world or our individual affairs. Now, how can that be ever be true when God is our creator and provider? All that we are and have emanated or still emanates from him. In the first place, God created us. The good book tells it thus. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Yes, friends, we are a creation of Almighty God. God created us in his own image to boot, which means we have a likeness like unto God. We might not be identical, but we are indeed similar. And though we have fallen through, sorry, and though we have fallen through our sin, we still have an impaired or tarnished image of him. And how do you think we got life? eh? Listen to the good book again. It says, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And we can find that in Genesis 2.7. My people, it is God's breath is rock or living spirit in our mortal bodies that gave and still gives us life. Without it, we would be lifeless. So how can we ever believe that God is not important in our lives? eh? That's utter rubbish. And here's another unbelievably, unbelievably important aspect of God in our lives. Moses reminded the Israelites of it in these words. Behold, 
the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God and the earth also with all that therein is. And that comes from Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14. And if you don't believe Moses, then listen to Brother Paul who tells Timothy, for by him, that's God, were all things created, all that are in heaven and that are in or on the earth, both visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities, that's rulers or powers, which is authorities, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by or through him all things consist. That means all things are held together by him. And that's taken from Colossians 1, verses 16 to 17. So, friends, that means that heaven, the earth, and everything in them belongs to the Lord because he created them. And we are only stewards of his possessions down here. You ever wonder, though, why we come into this world with nothing and also leave with nothing? As Paul informed Timothy again, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. By the way, let me correct one error here. Just now I told you that Paul was talking to Timothy. It wasn't Timothy. He had written to the Colossians. I got so caught up in it. You know, when I get caught up and get excited, I tend to say nonsense at times. However, this time he's talking to Timothy. He says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And that comes from 1 Timothy 6 verse 7. And the scholars offer this tidbit of info on that verse. They say, this is a divine means of showing man that since material wealth is relatively insignificant, he should pursue the important things mentioned in verse 11. And this is what verse 11 says. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. That includes the love of money, or the lust of the flesh, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. So we know that comes from 1 Timothy 6 verse 11. And speaking about material wealth, please check out this very interesting and important verse of Scripture, which Moses warned the people of Israel about a long time ago. He said to them, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish or confirm his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. And that comes from Deuteronomy 8, 18. So please consider that, my brethren. It was God himself who gave Israel and, consequent, and consequently us, the ability to get material wealth and the blessings that he had promised their forefathers. 
And right here, it would do us a wealth of good to remember Job's faithful words. Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And that comes from Job 1 verse 21. Yes, friends, the Lord made Job materially wealthy. Then he took away that wealth. And then he gave Job even more than he had previously. That ought to show us the power that the Lord has over us and all the earth and heaven and convince us that our best bet is to stick with the one who not only brought us to the dance, but the one who also gave the dance, friends. <laughs> so, having reconsidered our options and realizing on which side our bread is truly buttered, now, let's go to God right now, offering up sincere mere culpas through our Monday morning battle hymn. As one voice, our Father, who art in heaven, we, your humble servants, praise your holy name and thank you this Monday morning for life and strong faith in Christ, despite the mass confusion in our world. We desperately need your divine help, Lord, for you are the only one with the power to solve our many problems. Oh, Heavenly Father, we admit that we have all sinned and seriously disobeyed your word, but we know that you are merciful, forgiving, and gracious God who has faithfully promised to hear and answer our prayers when we humble ourselves, pray, and sincerely seek your face. That's why we come to you now with sincere repentance in our hearts, pleading with you to give us wise guidance and direction to alleviate our problems. And Father, we pray that you will ease the pain of the many who are suffering from negative situations. Please show them your awesome grace and mercy and keep your promise that you will hear our prayer, forgive us, and heal our land if we turn from our evil ways. Please show this evil world that you are indeed Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And we pray this in the holy and blessed name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And again we say, Amen. And friends, as with all prayer, let's hope that when the Lord searches our hearts, he will find that our motives were right and our prayer sincere. Much love. And the postscript for today says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. No man can say him nay. And that's more gospel truth, dear friends. The Lord owns everything and nothing that we can do or say can make him change his mind. So please, let's wake up and realize that he is the boss 
And we ought to do what he says if we want to have a good life, both here and in the hereafter. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.